Welcome back to Power Recruit, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four hyper-focused players. They are... Kayla, and I am playing Irithel Boreal. I'm Andrew, and I am playing Gabriella Glimmerglamour. I'm Ashlyn, and I am playing Isidore Welkenmov. I'm David, and I'm playing Mickey Shursafe, who's always hyper-focused and never distracted. <laughs> never, ever. On always the right things. <laughs> and it's always directly on topic for the right thing. According to Mickey. Yes. Last episode, you guys leveled up. Yay! So exciting! However, I will say that your cool level up stuff will not take effect until you take a long rest. So, you've got it. You just need to sleep first. Uh... We've all just got that little <laughs> notification above our character <laughs> portraits. Just saying, hey, hey, you got an arrow. You can level up soon. You got better. <laughs> Must sleep first. Uh, yeah, last time you guys leveled up. You ended up totally destroying the monster. Because we planned well. Yep. And the monster was confused enough that it just didn't know what to do. <laughs> I will tell you, it had an intelligence of like a three. Yes. So it was very dumb. We also just beat it in initiative and were able to do some high critical things. That really helped. And uh, Irithel did melee damage instead of plunky little <laughs> crossbow damage. <laughs> got into the thick of it or you know into it <laughs> yeah you guys defeated the monster went back to Spira found her asleep because she'd been up all night trying to magic you guys some weapons which we very much appreciated mm -hmm. by the way at the next dawn all of those magic parts will disappear you also learned that Spira had contacted some of her contacts and maybe got some leads and potential names. Got a name from somebody from the Black Sparrow Gang, a sky reader slash weatherman in Vasilisa, somebody who oversees the shipment yard in Lake Town, and an accountant for the murderer's guild? Mickey is not impressed. He doesn't think that this is an actual Murderer's Guild accountant. It doesn't sound like anything the Murderer's Guild would do, so he's skeptical of that. <laughs> so you guys are on your way, heading back to Gma Grey Willows. <laughs> Why Gma? Why can't we just say Grandma? We called my grandma Gbev. Grandma Bev. Gbev. So... Mickey, tell me, why is it that you don't think that the Murders Guild is involved with these toys? Because surely one way to kill someone is as good as another. Yes, right up until you have to pay for it. And no, it turns out that one way is not as good as another. I mean, in the beginning of stabbing and murdering, before the invention of the knife. Oh, we're going way back then, okay. People used to murder each other by becoming experts in arcane sciences and devious poisons. They would summon demons, create de deadly traps, or create untraceable poisons, and then they would kill someone. This was all well and good, but then they discovered the creation of the knife, and they understood how wonderful it was when somebody, who didn't know anything about what they were doing, walked up to somebody and stabbed them, and they died. And they said, with this, I didn't have to spend years studying the perfect spell to summon a demon and summon another spell to make sure the demon didn't eat me and then figure another spell out in order to get rid of the demon after I had summoned it. And I didn't have to study to make the perfect poison to make an antidote in case I poisoned myself with the poison <laughs> and then come up with the perfect scheme in order to deliver the poison to someone. <laughs> you can just walk up to somebody and stab them and they fell over. I feel like in the early history of this world, there was no thing as like a sharp angle. And so this guy just discovered a sharp angle. So like, it's like the reverse wheel. Yeah. They, they had all wheels, but they didn't have no squares. sharp things. It, it's entirely likely that Mickey's story here is not real. No. But it makes a good story. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't know how these people would cook without knives. You can cook without knives. You just can't prepare things very well. You have rounded tongs. Oh, jeez. So that's why I'm a little skeptical. That and most people in the guild just don't have the money to pay for this kind of thing. Like, sure, it'd be fun. And if you found it, you might kill yourself with oh it trying gosh. to use it. But like, I mean, most of them are dock workers and ferrymen and you know, other type people in Lake Town. They don't have the income funding to buy an eccentric one-off toy. 
Could you purchase an eccentric one-off toy? Could, maybe. Would? No, I'd steal one. Oh, never mind. I forgot who I was talking to for a second there. My bad. <laughs> Spira is like way up ahead of you guys because her gait and like her speed is way faster. She keeps forgetting that you guys are slower, so she keeps having to slow down. And she's catching like bits and pieces of this conversation. Spyro, wait, hold on. So, so done. I need to catch up. <laughs> Do you all just want to ride? Can you carry us all? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you don't mind. Mickey has a slightly disturbed, slightly fascinated face on at the suggestion. Just don't touch the tip of the stinger. <laughs> It'll hurt. I am very concerned about this stinger. I'll keep it pointing backwards, but sometimes it, it likes to curl inwards. Anyway, hop on. <laughs> I technically never levitated for our plan, so I could levitate and just attach myself <laughs> to her <laughs> via balloon. <laughs> Gabriel is up and not quite lounging. Oh, but <laughs> it has a little bit of that feel. This is Gabriella's spot. Just <laughs> like, ah, I have found my place, and this is comfortable. Irithel gets all stiff and proper. One way to take this is that it's a pity gift because of her slow gait. I'm trying to figure out if she would accept it or not. If everyone else does, then she might, but Irithel's uncomfortable and she's like, I appreciate your your offer, madam, but surely this is quite improper. She offered. We can move a lot quicker. I suppose if everyone is doing it and it's not just... I'm already up here. Izzy's already tied herself. Mickey is with morbid fascination sitting closest to the tail. Yeah, just give it to the peer pressure. Let me take you. (laughs) Slowly walk over and sit precariously. All right, let's go. And she starts going and she has the speed of like a war horse. Wow. Multi-legs will do that for you. Yep. Izzy, you're having a grand old time. (laughs) What are you doing back there? I'm just going, wee! My oh arms my and legs outstretched. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hitting every tree branch. <laughs> you know what? Just do a dexterity saving throw just for kicks and giggles. Oh no. 30 damage. I mean, you could <laughs> levitate farther or closer to the ground and then just deal with rocks. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do manage to smack into a couple trees. You only take eight points of damage during that whole 10 minute ride. But by the end of it, you're starting to get the hang of it, and Spire's now understanding what you're trying to do, and she's kind of weaving and dodging and kind of trying to make it fun for you. Whee! Now, are you counting the time? Uh, <laughs> well, when the spell ends, I slowly lower anyways. So it's not like I just drop from the sky. So you slowly lower, but she's still going, what, like 120 feet per round or something? At the time that I'm descending, I'll just like be pulling on the rope to drag myself closer to her body. All right. There's a place next to Mickey and the tail. Mickey has a uh, vial and some other accoutrements out, and he's slowly making his way stealthily up to the tip of the tail. Oh, no. Oh, gee. Okay. I think this would be like a sleight of hand. On the back of a moving scorpion body? With disadvantage. Can I unknowingly help him by carrying on conversation with Spira (laughs) (laughs) about like, oh, Granny's going to be so happy to see you. It's been so long and such things like that. Okay. Go ahead and just do a straight roll then. 22. Do you have like a poisoner's kit or anything along those lines that may help you? Uh Uh-huh. A poisoner's kit includes the vial, chemicals, and other equipment necessary for the creation of poison. Proficiency with this kit lets you add your proficiency bonus to any ability checks you make to craft or use poisons. Mm. So this, honestly, this could be a few things. I'm going to say this is going to be a nature check with poisoner's proficiency. So add your proficiency bonus. So a poisoner's check. Yeah, poisoner's check. A poisoner's check using intelligence, which is the nature score. Yeah. That is 14. With a 14, you manage to milk out one vial of this poison. And I will say you get a drop on your fingers, so you do take a little bit of damage. You take nine points of damage as one little drop gets on your finger. So this vial, if you pour this poison onto anything or feed it to somebody... It will be a constitution saving throw of 15, and they will take 76 points of damage. Failed save, they take full, half as much on a successful save. 
if you need a reference, this is the same type of poison that are in like wyvern stingers. Oh, oh, we're familiar with that. I got one use or two. With a 14, you got one. So the journey is very brisk. You make it back to Granny Gory Willows unharmed. Well, almost unharmed. Izzy <laughs> took some tree damage and Mickey took some poison damage. It's fine. Mickey is looking surprisingly green and stuff. We're going to have to figure out what to name the beast that we slew. If I'm going to be able to put this into an epic poem or play, we have to be able to name it appropriately. The Slobber Jockey. Mm. It certainly has a long tongue. The stinky flesh bag. The Beast of Poison Swamp. Poison Pond, but yes. I am partial to the Slobber Jockey. It has kind of a bouncing rhythm to it. Right, and you could use words like brillig and slithy toes. Mm. <laughs> this sounds very good. Ah, yes, old gnomish that nobody speaks. <laughs> Twas brillig in the poison song. <laughs> Did mire and gimble. And the mom rats out grave. Okay, okay, we know you know the Jabberwocky. It's fine. Not all of us are that cool to memorize <laughs> it and get a good grade on it. Mm. I'm sorry, I sang it in like seventh grade choir. <laughs> None of us were able to sing it. <laughs> so you guys enter familiar territory. And the trees start showing faces again of Grandma Grey Willow. Gabriella waves. We're back. Oh yeah, the faces. They nod. <laughs> Spira starts following where the faces are to get to Grandmother Grey Willow. And you guys do notice this time as you go into this area that fog starts to appear. It didn't happen when you left, but it happened when you appeared. Things start looking a little more out of place than before, but out of a clearing, you see Grandma Greywillow's tree behind Spira, if you just happen to take a look. Every step that she takes, there's a brilliant bloom of daffodils. Oh, that's lovely. As you get closer to the tree, you see that big skull that she was talking about that she had misplaced hanging right above the welcome to my home symbol. It looks like it's like a five by five head. Oh dear. Whose head is it? Spyro, do you happen to recognize what kind of creature that head might have been from? Granny found it when she was going through some of her things looking for some tools and help for us. That one? Uh, I think that's when she did her summer internship in the Shadowfell. Oh. oh. I'm not entirely sure what that is. The Shadowfell, huh? Any strange beasties in there? I've never had a desire to go to the Shadow Fowl. It sounds stinky. I went there once. It's shadowy. It's not nothing really to write home about, but she had fun and she brought that back as a gift. Well, as a as a trophy. <laughs> I was like, gift for who? Yeah. <laughs> Ex-boyfriend? It could have been a it? gift from someone. You have slain me, now you may take my head. <laughs> 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 so Spira parks herself right in front of the door and lowers her tail and she says, here's our stop. Irithel stiffly gets off and bows gratefully to Spira and says, thank you for the accommodation. Oh yeah, anytime. I love giving rides like this. It's a lot of fun. It gets me out, gets me in shape. It gets me in shape, I know. <laughs> for the fun of it, Izzy's going to just like do a backflip off. Nice. Gabriella will gracefully drop down. Mickey. His arm's a little stiff for some reason, but he gets <laughs> off. Is it swollen and purple now? It's swollen and purple, and it's got, like, weird blotches, little lymphedema going on in some oh, areas. No. <laughs> It'll be fine. Just sleep it off. Mickey, what happened to your arm? Oh, I must have bruised it while we were riding. Does this look like bruising? I mean, it's swollen and purple. I'm a drow. <laughs> I feel like I know what poison looks like. You have enough experience He got a little too close to the stinger. Okay. You see a drop of the stinger oh, just no. goes to the ground and starts eating away the ground. <laughs> I'm just going to raise an eyebrow at Mickey and go, uh-huh, and then walk into the house. Yeah, as you do so, what you guys saw before was an entrance, and there was like a, what did I describe it as? An alchemist yeah. area, and then there was a living area. The living area is almost three times larger and taller this time as you go in, as almost expecting a larger guest to come through the door. Oh, Granny, you've rearranged again. Oh, you're back. And we didn't die. Oh, that's wonderful, dearie. Did you accomplish your goals? Yep, yep. Spyro made it here. We Hello. made it okay, uh, as you can obviously know. And I think we... Did we figure out who uh, the name for the person? We you got, a, you got a few names. Well, we found out. Mm. What was the exact wording of your promise? Uh, It was that I 
had to find out who the amulet belonged to. So you found out who made the amulet. Yeah. So still working on it. But, you know, I got one part done. She gotta have to curse you. Good, good. And she holds out her hand. And I take it. And half of the tattoo goes back into her and disappears. So Mm -hmm. you still have the one section left. And as you, if you guys get closer, you can see there's like really fine print of the actual contract. And that's what makes up the tattoo. It's written in Sylvan. Oh, I was going to say, is there a time limit written on there? But I do not know Sylvan. Hmm. (laughs) You'd have to do an investigation roll to find that. (laughs) Well, and know the language. Yeah. Yeah, so Spyro walks in and says, Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing, my dearest friend? And they chat a little bit. And once Mm -hmm. they catch up, Granny Grey Willow beckons you guys to sit down on the couches, which a part of the couch is extremely tall and very, very wide. And another section is a little bit shorter, so it's like the perfect size for Mickey to sit on. It's like she prepared a little bit better for who was coming this time. Yeah, Mickey, you're you're delegated to that corner. It's next to Grandma the Grey Willow. Oh, never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm her friend. I am perfectly fine with this. So, what did you find out? Uh, Spyro reached out to some of her contacts, I think, and came up with some names of some people that we might want to follow up with. Don't, I don't think that we have the person that we're looking for yet. All right. Oh, we also destroyed the beast and saved Spire from being eaten. They did. It was wonderful. I I was stuck in the mud. I turned myself into a ball, and uh, they it dug me really deep into the. Uh, anyway, yeah, they saved me. <laughs> Despite the fact that she asked to be left and eaten. Uh, <laughs> I love the best part of this. I feel is that's probably honestly how Mickey heard it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like even better in my head it's like it's not like oh yeah whatever it's like no mickey heard it and that's how it translated to his head therefore he's like okay bye bye (laughs) yeah and spyro kind of gives the lowdown again on this amulet and shows how like the eye opens up not facing anybody obviously just kind of facing the floor how the bone dust activates it and stuff and you know, he has to be just slightly suspicious that his amulet keeps on turning on now. <laughs> Somebody's playing with, you know, the, the beeper on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. To me, it looked legitimate. And she's like, yeah, you kind of have to know where to poke it to find that. Whatever. Anyway, you guys saved me and you guys have done so much for me. This is Spyro talking. Is there anything else I can help you with? If you know where to find magical scimitars... You could check in the Court of Leaves. They have magical everything there. Just depends on what you're looking for. Something that is magical. No. (laughs) (laughs) I am very, very interested in finding a way to track who owns the amulet. Is there a way to magically have a tracking spell on it or something? Or some way to magically tune in to whoever owns it? Grandmother Grey Willow opens up a tome. Is this the forbidden tome from last time? Surprisingly not. It looks like it's been very well used. So I was looking through here, and I did find something. I can make a tracker, but it's a little out of my depth. You can take any weapon and imbue the name of the person into the weapon. That's why I need the name. I could do any old tracking spell, but if they're cloaked from magic, it won't work. This will take time. This will also need something to break an anti-magic field or something like that. You imbue the weapon, add the name of the person, and it will not only track, but if you use it on that person, it will, let's just say, revenge is very sweet with this weapon. I assume this is what you wanted. Mickey, if you were to look at Irithel, you would see like a very like vengeful glint in her eyes. She's like, yes, this would be perfect. Mickey sees the glint and gets a evil, mischievous glint of, yes, this will be perfect in his eyes as well. <laughs> Shared glints. So much glinting and winking going on. <laughs> oh my gosh, it suddenly got so bright in here. <laughs> Where did all this all this glitter come from? Looking at Gabriella. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of brightness and glitter, 
Mickey pulls out the Ring of Protection and hands it back to Grandma while looking pointedly. Oh, Izzy is already grabbing the dagger of Blindsight. Thank you so much for letting us borrow this. Uh, It was really helpful. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it back. Yes, of course. It's not unusual for people to just wander off with my stuff. It always finds its way back eventually. Thank you. Yeah, I would rather not have this wander back to you. I'm concerned about how it wanders back, so I would like to hand over the beads of force that I have. Oh, yeah, I also returned the beads yeah. of force. <laughs> oh, you! if you want those beads of force, I have no use for them. I've got all my protection. It took me hundreds of years to get my protection this way. All it takes is, like, once a year, just going through and, you know, smacking a tree or something, so... <laughs> okay. They were very useful. We had an entertaining moment or two with the slabber jockey, as we are calling it. That's a very good name. Who came up with that? Uh, that was Mickey, believe it or not. Who? Me? I point to Gabriella. She's being modest. Your new favorite grandson over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever made it, you get a gold star. And you see, like, a gold star pop up. It's like like Super Mario Brothers. Like, a star <laughs> above your head, and then it disappears. So you're invulnerable for, like, 30 seconds? <laughs> you have advantage on your next roll from the next 24 hours. <laughs> so I guess it's, like, an inspiration thing. So, yeah, both of you have, uh, on your next roll, you can get an inspiration, do advantage, but it's on your next roll only. Since she apparently doesn't want the beads back, I, I will hold on to the two I still have. Very useful. And did my bag of cute furry things come in handy as well? Oh, yes, that's here. Mickey pulls it out and hands it back. Thank you. I do like this one. All right, so choose your weapon, I guess. I can definitely get started on this. Let's do a dagger because daggers are easy to hold. They're easy to hide on one's person in case you have to sneak into a place. And they can be thrown. Yeah, sure. I will pull out one of my daggers, provided Mickey hasn't stolen any from me. <laughs> about to say. How many do you have? <laughs> <laughs> How many do you think you have? I should have two. Both with the Boreal crest on them. You have two daggers. However, one of them is a fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, a named fork. Just right into the, the jugular. <laughs> I pull out a fork and a dagger. <laughs> And am very upset that I have lost my dagger, apparently. I hand over the other dagger, and you can see it has the Boreal crest on it. Mickey! Oh, you didn't want the fork? That could cause some very fun stuff to happen. No, no. The dagger has special family connection to me that I would like to have imprinted on him. The Boreal name, it just has a certain ring of vengeance to it. Are you of the House of Boreal? Yes, yes, I, I, yes. Oh, I haven't heard that name in quite a while. Uh, is Arimathea still alive? Oh, yes, yes, uh, she does, she, Grandma Arimathea enjoys her teas. She, they always tell you to be very careful when accepting tea from Arimathea. I've been poisoned a couple times. It's, we, we've had a love-hate relationship throughout the years. I think we're on hate still. I hope she's doing well and poisoning people to her heart's content. She would do nothing better. Would want it no other way. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, she takes this dagger from you. She starts flipping through the book and you can see there's like some notes jotted down. All right. So I have this and I can make it do some cool things like... If you stab him, it makes a scar in the shape of the Boreal symbol or like, I don't know, freezes torso or something. Is it possible to imbue it with a poison? A long-lasting nefarious poison. She looks at Spira and grins. I think that can be arranged. One that makes him a cripple? Ooh, yes. That one will take a little bit more time, but I'm sure we could figure that one out. I mean, he's he's got to feel what you've been feeling, right? Yes, let's do an it. Eye for an eye, a leg for a leg. Yes. <laughs> Very poetic. <laughs> Gabriella, you see that, you know, her moods change with the seasons and stuff, but you see her unusually giddy with the prospect of making this revenge weapon as if she's dreamed of doing it, but has had no reason to. 
Oh, I think that this doesn't surprise Gabriella. You're just like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen this, but yeah, this makes sense. All right, so I have pretty much everything here except for two items. I need a gem called a Fleischstone. It's literally the German word for flesh, so Fleischstone. I was about to say that sounds like mm-hmm. a flesh stone. Yeah. So a Fleischstone and a component called gyrismic powder. Don't ask me what it's made out of. You really do not want to know. Where would I find gyrismic powder? Gyrismic powder will be the easier of the two to find. You can definitely find that at Planor Imports in the inner portion of Court of Leaves. I would go there myself, but I'm banned. Oh, that would make it very difficult. What about the flesh stone? The flesh stone will be a little bit more difficult. I will... I will give you some money for it. You can f- probably order it from the Planar Imports, or if you're feeling daring, there is an old mine shaft about 10 miles south of here where they used to mine Fleischstone, and that portion of the mine actually slips into the Feywild where Fleischstone is. However, it's been considered dried up for about 100 years, but every once in a while, somebody who hasn't died in the mine shaft comes back with a small stick or two. How much are we talking? So, gyrismic powder, you will need uh, three pounds of it. Okay. And the flesh stone, you will need a big enough one to equal about 500 gold pieces. What is the price for this weapon? What is the cost? Having work with elves and drow and some fey at some t- points in my life, I know nothing comes free. So what, what is the price for this? Well, Planar Imports is one of the few places that does take gold. And they will trade in gold because they understand other people outside of the Court of Leaves needs some of these items. You and me, however, she kind of stares off and she says, What is your biggest regret? My biggest regret. I would like to whisper this to her because this doesn't seem the sort of thing that you share with acquaintances, even (laughs) acquaintances you've been traveling for a few days with. This Mm -hmm. is a little deep. Mickey has to be shooed away. (laughs) (laughs) I just can see Mickey trying to sneak up and Aerithel's boot goes and Spyro throws a ball. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you're leaning in to whisper, and then you feel someone leaning against you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Shove <them> away. <laughs> I think my biggest regret is going to have to be letting myself get caught up in thinking that beauty was everything. She nods. What was your happiest moment? My happiest moment was being named lead dancer. For the last production I was in. That was the biggest production I had ever been in, and I was named lead dancer for it. She leans forward and outstretches her hand, and she does like a come-here motion off into uh, one of the cupboards. The cupboard opens, and a small amber stone comes floating towards her, and she says, Speak them into here. I will take them from you. What does that mean exactly? You will have no memory of your happiest moment, but you will also not remember your biggest regret until the weapon is done. So I will lose all memories of my dancing career? Not all of them, just those relating to your happiest moments of the dancing career. And I will lose my biggest regret. Anything dealing with the vanity that you got yourself caught up with. You can become vain again. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And then, do I get both of them back once the weapon's made? Correct. Consider this a down payment. I am very fond of sweet revenge, and that is enough payment for me at the end. However, I do need a down payment to make sure that you come back for it, because it's going to take me a lot of time and effort, you understand. Or collateral. Yeah. Collateral, yeah. Collateral. Collateral. Will I have a feeling of loss? Will I, un- so will I, even if I don't have the memory, will I know what I have lost? 
You will feel that you have loss, yes. Okay, because otherwise, why would Yerithel come back for something that she doesn't have? But if she knows that she lost her biggest regret, or she knows what the biggest regret was, but she doesn't have the feelings associated with it. So what, what, will, what will happen is that the emotions and the knowledge that you gain from them and the memories will go in there. You will still retain portion of the memories because, you know, you can be happy and sad at the same time. However, you will feel that loss of joy or you will feel that loss of, oh, you know what? Being vain is not everything kind of a thing. So, okay, so I'll still know it. I just won't have, it would be like if I was reading some dusty old entry and someone wrote it down type of deal. Correct. Okay. Like you can see it from afar, but you have no connection. Right. Okay. Whatsoever. Okay. 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 Okay, I think I can work with that. How long are we talking? Until the weapon is done. It could take anywhere from six to eight weeks, depending on what other cool stuff you young people want in your revenge weapons these days. Okay. This it is going gonna... to have a glitter component. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Must have glitter. One requirement. <laughs> so this is going to make things very interesting for Irithyll and role-playing her. Hey folks, this is Ashlyn. Today I'm giving a special thank you to some of our followers on Facebook. Today we have Sherry and Eric. Thank you for showing your support. We really, really appreciate it. Now, if you would like to join some of these folks in having your name read on a future episode, we have a few ways you can get on that list. First, you could follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Second, you could tweet about the show using the hashtag PowerWordCrit. Third, you could share one of our Facebook posts and include the PowerWordCrit hashtag. Last but definitely not least, you can email us directly at PowerWordCrit at gmail.com to tell us about how you shared the show. Thanks again for your support, and we look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. If you need a moment, uh, I'm going to go make some tea and dash off to the kitchen. She's pulling through the cupboards like, ah, I'm feeling, and kind of holds her hands up to next to her head for a moment like, um... Let's see, blackberries and chocolate chips and rainbow sprinkles. You're making a what now? <laughs> Tea. <laughs> okay. Berries are weird. Yeah. If there's no sugar in there, it's just a it's just a really fancy mole sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy is going to be sketching some more ideas of different jewelry designs, and she's also going to start making a list of what kinds of materials that she's looking for in order to find suppliers in the court of leaves like any metal suppliers or uh, gemstone suppliers unique materials that she could strike up a supply deal with or something but she's trying to brainstorm what things that she's looking for in order to have the raw materials for her shop when she gets back to lake town gotcha mickey's not doing anything productive just trying to sneak closer to Irithel and the whispered conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did that, and you know, now he's just minding his own business. Maybe he's doing Mickey things, but it's nothing productive or interesting in this case. <laughs> While Gabriella is making her concoction, she's alternating between humming bits of a song that she's trying to come up with for her epic ballad about the slaying of the slobberwocky, but also keeps drawing her attention to that tome on the top shelf that Granny asked her to pull down last time, uh, and she just keeps feeling drawn back to that. It was something that was forbidden from her as a child, but she got a taste of that power and just like, ah. All right. Irithel. You see all of your companions moseying around, writing stuff down, making what looks like mole sauce, but might just not be? Not entirely sure. <laughs> Could be tea. Who knows? <laughs> Do you want me to make a cooking check? <laughs> oh, you know, oh no. you know what? Hold that thought, Irithel. I need a cooking check for you. That's a good idea. There are cooking utensils nearby, but would you think that Gabrielle is proficient in cooking? No. Okay. <laughs> she is a food appreciator, but is not a great one at creating it. This is probably an intelligence check or wisdom, depending on if it's the science knowledge or is it intuition and gut. I feel like she's going with gut, 
but this is like her worst. <laughs> okay, so you want wisdom then? Yes. All right, let's let's do a a cooking wisdom check to see if all the things you pulled are going to make a good tea. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to say that she grabbed two to three other unnamed things at the moment. You can decide what they are depending on this. Great. Well, I rolled a six <laughs> minus one. Oh man. <laughs> And if this was a monster week, I'm taking a hold on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the berries that you got are kind of out of date. Or they're out of time, or any <laughs> number of weird, strange, eldritch things. Yeah. They're just out. You just start growing tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Irithel. Yes. You see your companions mulling around? What have you decided? I will accept this price. I do want it in writing so that I know exactly what I'm giving up, for how long, and where are the terms of what I get in return. You see from the floor a giant stack of papers start bleeding through the floor. Mm. And it's about two feet tall of paperwork. I will start reading through it because I'm not signing until I read it. That'll take... A few hours. Okay. <laughs> In the meantime, Gabriella, your tea is ready. It smells decent. Mm-hmm. It smells of cacao and uh, blackberries. Mm-hmm. She holds it up and wafts it to her nose, sniffs, and raises it to her lips and tastes it. So I would like to say that Mickey has a great sense of smell. Does this <laughs> smell appetizing? Like, she may have a terrible sense of smell, and that's, you know, and enjoy it. That's her thing. But Mickey has a wonderful sense of smell. Does Mickey have that firkin ability where he can, uh, like, eat non-edible things? Mickey does not have the herbivore trait. Okay. To you, smell a lot of berries. It smells very tart. You smell something musky and you smell something adjacent to cinnamon but it smells alluring so doesn't smell weird or like something that you probably shouldn't put in your mouth though it's a weird combination but it doesn't smell like dangerous or anything would mickey have stopped gabriella from drinking it no he would watch though That's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> all right so gabriella you take a sip mm-hmm. she's testing it first and then is, is intending on bringing it out to everyone okay I'm going to need you to make two saving throws. I need you to make a constitution saving throw and a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I didn't use it before, but I have my gold star. Yes, we <laughs> forgot about the gold star, so use this here. Okay. You said constitution saving throw. Constitution and wisdom. You okay. can use the advantage for whichever one you want to do first. And I technically have advantage against spells and other magical effects. If this is magical, it might be a thing. Um, The wisdom save is magical. Advantage on con total of 14. I have advantage because of my fawn ancestry. I had a 1 and a 17. Oh boy. (laughs) Which is a 16 because minus 1 wisdom. Oh no. (laughs) How many hit points do you have? Currently I have 52. Plus some temp. Okay. That's very good. Oh. Oh no. You failed your con save. So you feel very sleepy all of a sudden but instead of falling asleep you just feel really groggy and you notice like everything feels like you're underwater trying to move so you are slowed for one hour slowed for one hour Mm -hmm. so you're just as fast as Irithel now Uh, I think it's half movement however you did also feel like a bolster of huh I feel really good about myself but it kind of faltered so confident but fuzzy headed. Yeah. Like kind of when you wake up after like taking Benadryl the night before, that, that Benadryl hangover feeling. It's a horrid combination. Confident oh. and fuzzy headed. I feel really good and really unclear on what I'm doing. I'm sure this won't go wrong. Uh, this is this is does it taste good? It's okay. It's, hmm. it's like it has a kind of a chalky aftertaste, but I mean it's not the worst thing you've made. Uh, okay. I mean it's not not the best. So this is thinking to herself, one of these days I'm going to figure this out. Um, so, huh, well, well, let's see what they think. <laughs> and brings in the tray to the sitting room 
It's a long way across the room. She kind of staggers around a little bit, moves kind of slowly and kind of bleary-eyed. I mean, you did have a long trek yesterday. You had a long trek back today. Uh, you fought a giant slobber walkie. I mean, it's totally normal that you could feel a little groggy, a little tired. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It took a lot more out of me than I thought. But I teased on. Oh, no. This is terrible. How obvious is it that she's acting loopy? She looks like she's kind of groggy, like she kind of needs a nap. You know that slowed feeling that you feel when you're like, oh, I just can't stay away kind of a thing. She definitely smushes her hand up against her eyes, your face and cheek and eyes for a minute. It's like, ah. <laughs> Forgetting the makeup and just, <laughs> Oh, just no. I'm just kidding. That's the oh, worst. She, she doesn't use real makeup. She uses magical makeup. That's of true. Her disguised self. <laughs> it smushes for a moment, then goes right back into place. <laughs> Mickey has forgotten entirely about the drink and is instead occupied himself on looting Gabriella's pockets while she's, you know, less aware. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead and make a slide of hand check for that. I'm sorry. I rolled well. Um, That's a 27. So, Mickey, you're able to take three small things or one large thing. What are you going to take? What has it got in its pockets? (laughs) I've got the beads of force. Uh, I've got a scroll of animal friendship. Nope. A sleep scroll. Pick that up in Lake Town. And a bunch of extraneous things from the the adventuring gear. Do you have anything of personal value, you know? Alternatively, Mickey's always in the market for daggers. She does have a knife, just because that's always reasonable to have a knife. She has uh, half of a parchment paper. And Mickey takes it and puts it in his mouth. Oh my gosh. The paper? Uh-huh. Okay. And you know, the parchment is enough. Mickey will take that, put it in his mouth. He's also going to take your dagger because, you know, and he's always in the market for a new dagger. Mm-hmm. You can totally take that. Mickey, you're terrible. Tea's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good passive perception. I think I'll take it. I won't drink it. <laughs> Because I wasn't the person to make it, and I didn't see it get made. She is naturally distrustful of tea. That is true. That is <laughs> Yes, canon. very distrustful of tea. So I will just leave it there for now. Okay. Also notice that Gabriella is not looking so hot. Gabri- <laughs> Gabby, are you okay? Yeah, just tired. Um, I think I'm going to sit down for a bit. She sits down on the couch and kind of slumps over the armrest and just kind of like flops. <laughs> I'm concerned. Can I do a medicine check on her? <laughs> Izzy's going to take the tea. That is a natural 20. It looks kind of like she took a sleeping pill. Not like a magical like potion of sleep, but there's there's potions around where like if you're having trouble sleeping. She like took too much NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. I shake Gabrielle. Gabrielle, what did you yeah. take? What did you uh, take? It, it, take? I didn't take anything. I made tea. Oh, hey. Tired. He rubs her eyes. I'm going to grab my tea and put it back in the tea kettle. (laughs) I'm going to grab Mickey's tea, put it back in the tea kettle. Izzy, did you take a sip? I'll have taken a sip. Oops. I didn't get to you in time. (laughs) (laughs) Izzy's too polite. Mickey, by the way, watches you doing this and said, this is why no one ever gets a good poison. (laughs) So, Izzy, please make a constitution and a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Constitution saving throw first. That's an 11. And then wisdom save is a four. Perfect. (laughs) Just what I wanted. I know. All right. How many hit points do you currently have? I'm at 50 of 58. (laughs) You failed the con save and you failed the wisdom save. Yay. And your HP is 50 or lower. Izzy, after taking a slip, just on the ground and she is snoring very loudly how does Izzy you know oh, no. appear when she's sleeping is Izzy a graceful sleeper um Izzy is not a graceful sleeper <laughs> <laughs> you know Anna in Frozen the way that she wakes up yep. with like her arms splayed over her head and her hair is like a rat's nest like yes that's kind of like what Izzy does when she's sleeping. <laughs> so the moment you hit the ground, instant rat nest. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So she just kind of on the ground, snoozing up a storm. She's got that anime snot bubble sleep thing in her nose. Oh, no. Gross. See, Izzy's tired too. We're just like, we just all take a nap. 
Also, Irithel, as you walk in, you see Izzy's form shimmer a little bit. Ooh. I sigh. I grab the rest of her cup, put it back in the tea kettle, and then I would like to dump the tea kettle down the sink. Mickey, he's had the idea that this may be a lovely poison, depending <laughs> on how long it lasts. Let's use this. And so you see Mickey, who is holding the tea kettle, and he's got a jar from the kitchen, and he's starting to pour it into it. Mickey, put that back. Why? I have very strong feelings about drug tea. You're immune to sleep, aren't you? See, it's good tea. He just wants to save it for later. Yes, see, Gabriella knows it's good tea that I can save for later. And Mickey is still pouring, by the way. I am immune to magical sleep. Yeah, you can't sleep naturally. And I can't sleep naturally, but this sort of thing, I point to Gabriella. Actually, no, you know what? I'm not going to walk you through this because that's a weakness of Irithel's, and that is a very touchy subject for her. So she says, no, and snaps and grabs it from you and dumps it down the sink. Hey! (laughs) This is why nobody ever knows how to poison you people. Taking away all the good things, just throwing them out. Less people should know how to poison, I say. (laughs) Time passes. Gabriella, the grogginess, disappears after an hour. Mm. Izzy, Mm. you have been tossing and turning for an hour. Your hair is a rat's nest. Yeah, the braids haven't been nested. (laughs) Yeah, the braids are fine, but everything above it is not. Nested braids. Now that sounds horrifying. Yep. And you wake up to see Spira and Grandmother Grey Willow just kind of looking at you with a both eyebrow raise. And Irithel, you finish after everybody wakes up and all this time has passed. A few hours later, Irithel, you were done reading the contract. Okay. And all of everything that from what you can well, actually do an intelligence check investigation. Yeah. This sounds like the quintessential investigation of doing paperwork. Mm. Well, I rolled an 18 with my minus 2. That is a 16. So the 16, yeah, it looks pretty good. It's pretty solid. Grandmother Grey Willow has definitely done many contracts in her days and it's a lot of the contingencies are things like no, you cannot use a newt as a substitute for the tattoo. Like, weird things like that. Apparently, somebody has tried to do things like that in the okay, past. And it's it. all these contingencies of like, no, you cannot do this. I will not do this. It looks pretty kosher. Okay. I'll accept then and I will sign. Okay. As you do, the amber glows and you feel yourself take a deep breath. And as you exhale, you feel all of these happy memories and all of these lessons that you learn, all your regrets start to flow into the amber. And as you exhale and you look around, you feel a little bit more numb. Okay. So, because you did this, you gain a... It's going to be a modified feat. So you will have Savage Attacker, because you have suddenly lost some regrets and you've lost things that make you happy like the happiest in your life. So you get the benefit of Savage Attacker, which once per turn when you roll damage for a melee weapon attack, you can re-roll the weapon's damage dice and use either roll. Okay. However, if you use Savage Attacker, you will basically will be like super savage and you will end up hurting yourself in the process. So you will take a third of the damage back. Okay. Okay. Okay, and but I can choose to use. You can this. choose to use this, okay. yes. But because you've become more numb, that revenge gets more and more because all you can really, all you have memories of is like just the down times of dancing and then getting kidnapped, and it just fuels into this conglomerate of kind of rage and disappointment and. Okay. So cool. The question is, do you feel cursed yet? <laughs> like this was not what you thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Well, as long as I get that dagger, which is going to make his life miserable, we're good. If the dagger wasn't going to do uh, track him and make it so basically I'm not going to miss him, this thing is guaranteed to hit him. This thing is guaranteed to make his life miserable. I just need to get the name. So if it wasn't so mm-hmm. much. If it wasn't so much um, pain and suffering towards him, I wouldn't have done it. But because it is, Do it seems we worth it. see a change? Uh, 
not right now no like it's gonna take a little while i feel like for it to process through irithel she looks numb you know how after you've had like a really long day and you're just done that's kind of where she's at okay and so you can tell that she's closed off and not really communicating much but that's about all you can tell right now I mean, she's burned out from doing two hours worth of paperwork. Ugh, I, I, know, I, I, I too would feel numb after two hours of paperwork. Well, uh, and, and yes. we know that she she entered into a contract of some sort. We don't know what that contract is. Mm-hmm. True. So yeah, this is the consequence of losing this. You get a little bit more bloodthirsty, I guess. Remorseless. Your moral compass is kind of not huh. necessarily moral. Your yeah, your moral compass is kind of eh a little bit. Okay, sounds good. Okay. You guys have about four hours till sundown. Is there anything that you want to do? Nothing in particular. You feel really rested. I don't. You had a real good nap. I didn't have a long rest, though. I had a short rest? (laughs) Yeah, you had a short rest. (laughs) Second wind! (laughs) (laughs) You feel really rested. (sighs) I can do this all day. I feel like Izzy's second wind would be special. Because it's a wind. <laughs> it's an actual wind. <laughs> a uh, cyclone swirls around her as she regains hit points. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon now. now. <laughs> Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind. Oh my there goodness. We go. It's not second wind, it's Colors of the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything for Irithel. Uh, she'll listen to conversations, but right now she's very numb. And so she's not really in a communicating mood. Okay. And Grandmother Grey Willow kind of asks for a few more specifications as well as she goes forward. Um, just like non-mechanical things, but just like, do you want the gem here or here? Like, how do you want? Let's make this pretty kind of a what thing. What color do you want? Yeah, what color you want this thing? Okay. Grandmother Grey Willow mentions, all right, if uh, I assume you guys are sleeping. I asked your friends to come in, but they were kind of wanting to stay out there. So it's fine. But I do have an upstairs and... As she says upstairs, like you see these stairs come out of nowhere. Actually, no, they come out of the side of the wall leading to the kitchen and they jut out like going up and then like a second level just magically appears. Well, that's a nifty trick. It took about 150 years to perfect. (laughs) Oh my. And it shows, right? Uh, Thank you, Any rooms are available? Yeah, all of them except the super large one. That one's mine. You can't have it. (laughs) Spyro, you get the one next to me. We're going to have a girl's night. (laughs) I'm going to go stake out a room. Chocolate and bonbons, here we go. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Facials and uh, pillow fights. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not sure if Gabriella would... uh, she, She feels torn internally between spending time here like in in the house necessarily or wanting to be out like on her ship and with Otis and Sheila she'll probably go out and check with them for a bit but it's like hey no I'm gonna stay here tonight with Granny Grey Willow we'll be be out in the morning kind of thing yeah it looks it looks like they want just some them time yeah because they've been They've been mm. doing a lot of shipping with you recently, and they're kind of enjoying, you know, date night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah, Enjoy. but they, they happily engage you in a card game. Yeah, uh, yeah there's it, definitely some of that going on. Yeah, a couple board games. You win all of them. Yeah, not all of them. She she lets, you know, <laughs> if it's, if it's bluffing lets. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a couple board games, some card games, some chatting. And when you get back inside, your internal clock and the phase of the the moon, uh, it looks to be about midnight when you come back inside. And I assume all of you guys chose your rooms. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're very accommodating, very plush, slash hard, slash just right (laughs) Uh, mattresses, however you desire. And if you think it, you notice it gets softer or harder. Oh, but like... There's limits to what it can do. But yeah, as you walk in, you hear the sounds of your grandmother and Spira in the kitchen. And they and it sounds like one of them is stirring something in a pot. So it sounds like it's like a midnight snack or something. Mm. 
there's the clink of utensil on a, a metal pot. Yeah. And you offhandedly hear, <laughs> well, one day Gabriella will get it right. Unfortunately, she grabbed the sleep berries <laughs> and the uh, the Taplakin root, which, well, that blue girl's going to be really attracted to fairies for the next 48 hours. Oh, no. <laughs> and it looks like, and you hear she pulls out a drawer. Oh, dear. She grabbed the powder bat wing. That's just nasty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> remind, uh, Spyro, remind me to move this to the other pantry. I keep forgetting it's near my cooking stuff. And um, hmm. you hear s- some... You, you hear a, a little bit more conversation. Uh, but then it goes quiet for a moment. And you hear Spira say, You understand that Eckett or whoever got this out of my head without me knowing, right? And Grandma the Grey Willow sighs and she says, Well, I have a confession. This is not the first one that I've seen. A fake one. However, this is the first one that I legit thought was real, and you can hear the scraping of Spira's like legs and pincers, like she's mm. getting agitated. You mean you see two others before this, and you didn't tell me? Well, I did. It didn't. Th- those were clearly fakes. I I, I didn't want to bother you. Well, you should have. This is very important. If somebody's trying to make these again, the valley's gonna be in a lot of trouble. No, no, no. no. It's fine. I mean. Uh, and you hear her slump into a chair. Spira, it's almost time to do the binding again, and I'm getting a little too old for this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle another few. I might be able to do the next and maybe the one after that, but I'm getting old. I need... I was just hoping that they were just toys, but I see I have erred, and I apologize. Gabriella takes the pause in the conversation to close the door loudly and kind of scuff the floor as she walks. You know, clip-clop, clip-clop. Ah, it's finally back in. Um, Oh, looks like you all are... Oh, that smells, that smells good. Uh, would you like some, dear? Oh, of course, always, always. You taste it uh, and it's infinitely better. Uh like One it was the to- it's this taste and texture you were going for, mm. but with the right ingredients this time. <laughs> <laughs> Granny, you look real tired. Is there anything I can do to help out? Um, you know, you see, she's clearly changing the subject. I think it's time we need to replenish your your boat's water source. Yeah. But why don't we go take a walk? That sounds great. And you hear as she stands up and starts moving out of the kitchen you hear spiral whisper in her ear we're not done with this conversation yet <laughs> and she nods and leads you out the door the night is not foggy it's actually very clear you can see the moon and the stars very brightly you see a shooting star it's very beautiful as the shooting star goes by Gabriella mimics it with a couple small illusions trying to like in iterations of more flashy and interesting you know just trying to expound on that more and more. Your grandmother nods in approval. You're getting very good at that. Thank you. As you guys walk, the spring where you guys usually get the water for your engine and the sirens wake. Mm-hmm. It's... I-, I bring a silver flask that's a gallon. The trek is always very lovely. It's very peaceful. There's a couple benches on the way that just sprout up because it knows that somebody's coming. And then they disappear when you pass by and as you get to the spring, your grandmother pulls out a ladle, scoops some water, places it into your flask. Dearie. Yes, grandmother? I have not been entirely honest with you. Well, I mean, we're, we're fey. We, we, we trick and we things. But however, this is beyond... <laughs> not, not knowingly, yes. <laughs> I've not been entirely honest with you. Well... No, no, no. Let me back that up. I've never been entirely honest with you. Beyond the usual fey trickery and all that, I have not been honest with you and your friends. The amulet that you brought was a very, very good replica. And I'm very glad it was a replica because what I told you about the amulets before were true. What these amulets were and what Spyro made, they were built to harness the innate magic of everything around it, especially the wearer. 
and it would allow the wearer to manipulate materials and, and sometimes time, sometimes a little bit of spatial. However, one of the materials that we used, I don't want to say it became sentient, but it became... Aware? Yes, that's a very good word. And it also learned. And instead of us manipulating the things around us, it started manipulating us. So we mm. destroyed these. Ah, uh, that makes much more sense. Because if it, it was merely a tool that expounded power, that would be a useful thing. It, it was. It was very useful. We helped grow these hazelnuts. That, that's one of the gifts of these amulets. However, there was always a cost that we didn't understand. So, for example, there are only a certain amount of hazelnuts that can be produced in a year. That's kind of where the contracts that we developed came from. It, it learned how to contract. That's, that's the danger. But it also learned how to contract in a way that it could break its own side without any consequences, but we could not. So they had to destroy it. And the reason I'm telling you this, Gabrielle, is that there is a ritual that has to happen every 27 years to make sure that this material stays inactive. It's very hard to describe without showing you, but i it's coming time within the next few months that we're going to have to do this, and I'm getting old, and I need somebody to either help me with it or take it over. And so what I'm asking oh. is... Would you like to, I, I don't want to dare say, would you like to take up this mantle, but are you willing to take up this mantle? It's a mistake that, unfortunately, we will all have to pay at some point in this valley. So as she was describing these things, I think that Gabriella's ambition was stoked somewhat. Like, yes, this sounds like I can be important, that I can be part of the power, the influence of the community? Yes, of course, Grandmother. I would love to. This is something that you've done for a long time, right? Yes. I expect that you'd be able to teach me then. Absolutely. You definitely need some context, and you definitely need some... <laughs> yes, I don't even know what the material is. <laughs> <laughs> children. <laughs> the answer is always the blood of children. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh dear. I I do need you to do some reading, and the reading will be very difficult. It's very dense, it's very dry, and it's also in very old Sylvan. I mean, oh. we don't even use like half of the words that they use anymore. You might need a translator as well, but I think I've got a uh, an old uh, Sylvan to Sylvan translation. Sylvan, <laughs> Sylvan to old Sylvan translation booklet. I picked up uh, at one point in the court. Uh, some some of the old operas had some text in that. It was really hard to to parse out if you didn't have the right pronunciations. Oh yes, and wrong pronunciations. Whoa, boy, you can yeah. summon something. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally. But yes, so I would like to give you this. And she puts her hand in her pocket. This woman has, like, extra-dimensional everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, she's been around for a very long time, so she's had time to do all this. She's an archfey who functions as a patron and is just <laughs> shy of being a god. So she pulls out that book, that book you were never allowed to touch. The book. The book. And on the title of it, it says, The Book. <laughs> in very old, ancient Sylvan, but you're actually going to have to pull out that pamphlet to read <laughs> The Book. And she hands it to you. If you take this... I will be in a greater pact with you. I will become your true patron. And your magic will be able to expand beyond what you have been able to do. I think you're ready. Out of all of my grandchildren are the one who has shown the most promise and the most willing. Gabriella glows with pride at this large amount of praise from the woman that she admires beyond anything else. Thank you, Grandmother. I will gladly accept this. As you put your hands around the book, 
there's like a wind that swirls on top and then it swirls up both of your guys' arms and then there is not to anybody else but you two there is a purple light of protection between you two these words come to your mind of how to enact this oath it's in very old sylvan and you can understand it as you say it and as you think of it a few moments pass and then the magic goes away and you feel bolstered you feel like you have more magic and this book feels almost part of your soul like this is your book now this feels right i when i in the kitchen earlier i could i could almost feel this earlier it almost felt like it was calling out to me it was my dear it was calling to you when you first came and i knew it was time the books that we keep they call and if you listen you know which ones will want to be read anyway I'm hungry. I didn't get to eat the rest of my uh, chocolate-dipped popcorn, so let's go back and get you it in. You chocolate-dipped popcorn? Did you not see it on the table? No, I was out at the boat. We're going to have to work on your perception score. <laughs> let's go back. And so... Oh, no. Now we know why get, Mickey gets along with Grandma. They both can break the fourth wall of additions. <laughs> so, Gabriella, what pact have you made with your G-Ma? This was a good way to work in... Um, that as a third level warlock, in addition to her bard levels, she is taking the Pact of the Tome. Cool. Go inside, eat some chocolate covered popcorn. It's delicious. Mm, so good. When you go upstairs, you know wherever you place your hand, your room's going to show up, so you can place it wherever you want. She walks up the stairs, goes to the top, and then like gets a, a glint in her eyes, like, hmm. And Uh-oh. the hallway in front of her ends up turning into kind of a spiral staircase that just goes up and rises up and up and up and up and up and she ends up at like one of the high branches of the great tree that this is in and her room has a little balcony off the side of it it's got like a window seat and a bunch of bookshelves and oh so plush comfy bed full of all the softest pillows i want it (laughs) She lived here for a long time, so she she's very familiar with this house. As you drift off to sleep? She, like, tucked the grimoire, like, underneath her pillow. Mm-hmm. It feels nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it feels nice and warm when you touch it, but it always keeps the, the side of the pillow that's on your head cool. So it's like, <laughs> it's the perfect temperature. Sure. The next morning you all wake up. Grandmother Grey Willow and Spira, when you guys come down, are eating breakfast, but it looks a little tense between them. Uh, which was different than yesterday. Grandmother Grey Willow looks up and says, Are you ready to go to the Court of Leaves? Yes, I believe we are. Yep, let's do it. I feel really well rested and a little bit more powerful. Also, I think I have a new ability. <laughs> <laughs> and a new weakness. That's cool. Also, y'all need to protect this blue one. She's going to be, well, protect her from fairies. I'm sorry, what? And that's where we're going to end our session. Hey. Hey. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you when we see you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Or not see you, because this is a podcast. (laughs) Our Red Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and produced by Ashton McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite friend about us. Follow us on Facebook, tweet us at PowerWordCrit, send us an email at PowerWordCrit at gmail.com, and check out our website, PowerWordCrit.com, for character art and bios.